Let's do it. Very excited, actually. Hopefully I'll keep it together till the end. Alright, so uh, for those that don't know you and, and what you do, could you give us a little bit of an introduction? Oh yeah, sure. Um, my name is Ibrahim Ajalo. Uh, everyone calls me Rahim. I'm, um, I'm originally from Guinea in West Africa and I'm currently residing in New York City and uh, I'm the co-founder of Gin Jam Brothers. We, uh, we develop and commercialize traditional African products. All right, all right. So traditional African products. Uh, I I know of the of the beverage. Uh, is there mm-hmm. anything else that is going along with so, that? So sure. So we uh, we started out in the food space. Uh, we we started with with beverages. We started specifically with one beverage, which is um, uh, a ginger-based drink called Jinjan. It's made with fresh ginger, cold pressed pineapple. Uh, fresh lemons, vanilla, anise, and uh, cane sugar. It's all organic, it's never heated, and it's a very popular drink all over West Africa. It's very good for you. Um, it's good for gut health, you know, good for your stomach, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory, uh, and you know, people people swear by this in, in, in my part of the world. Mm-hmm. So we started with that, um, not simply because we wanted to focus the brand, we wanted to focus on one product, Okay. Turn the brand out and and add on other products as we go. So down the line, you know, there'll be a lot of other uh, beverages, possibly uh, food, pro- other food products, snacks, and things like that. Um, the the one thing that they will all have in common is that they'll all be inspired from um, you know, traditional African products that are consumed widely all over the continent historically, and uh, that, I mean even now. Uh, but, but you know, we, we don't really have any big food brands on the continent that that, that 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 does that does them just justice, if you will. You know, so yeah, yeah. We, we hope to change that. Uh, usually, right when you you hear stories of entrepreneurs or people who are doing business, they're like, when I was three, I was selling things, I was killing it, I was making thousands of dollars at <laughs> age two. Right, yeah. I've always had it in my blood. Uh, what's your story? Have you always um, been, you know? Well, I um, I grew up in um, I so so, I wasn't, I didn't have a a, a paper route like you'd hear about, you know, <laughs> yeah. or kids or, or lemonade stand about kids, you know, you often hear that about American entrepreneurs and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think in many ways, a lot of African kids, most African kids, grew up as entrepreneurs in uh in ways that they don't even realize. And mm-hmm. essentially, you know, in my, my, when I said that my definition of an entrepreneur is not so much that they sell something to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are people that solve problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I look at an entrepreneur. So, you know, growing up in West Africa, um, we grew up making our own toys, making, you know, uh, scavenging and finding plastic bags and rags to, bunch together and tie them with a rope to make a soccer ball that, that that's actually that, yeah, that's yeah, a really that. really good soccer that. ball right <laughs> yeah and most african kids did you know on the time we grew up um, yeah. we made our own car toys we made our own cars we like you know find metal wire you know metal wires and things like that and put a you know put a car together you know with the chassis with the tires you know 
uh, you know, we will, you know, find some batteries and wire up a headlight. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll always find the ways, you know, and, and this, this, this was every day, every day of the week, uh, when you're not in school, this is what you're doing or in the, during summer break, that's all you do. Mm-hmm. So you go about your life constantly, uh, finding ways to fix your own problems. Um, so I think that's the best kind of preparation you can have on, as an entrepreneur, this ability to, um, to, to, to realize that you have it in you. To, mm-hmm. If you don't have something, you can go find it. You can fix it. You can solve it. If, if something breaks down, you don't just throw you it down. You have to find right? a way. You, don't have to, you have to fix it. Yeah, if your car breaks down, you know, uh, in most parts of Africa, I mean, your car is, is extremely even I mean in most part of parts of the world, but especially in poorer parts of the world, you, your your car or your bike breaks down. This is a very very expensive investment. Mm-hmm, so you have mm-hmm. to find a way to fix it. Um, so I think I think in that sense, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, but if you move further on, and 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 my my mom my mom dropped out of school when she was a kid to get into entrepreneurship so she can raise her brothers. Mm-hmm. So I I grew up around that. I grew up around um, entrepreneurs. I I had you know family members, my uncles, my aunts, and they're all they're all entrepreneurs. So I, I've kind of always been around that, uh, and I never thought of it as you entrepreneurship. Know, uh, I thought that's what everyone. I, th- I thought that's what everyone did. Uh-huh. Every family uh-huh. in the world, you know. You, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that, that's more or less the foundation of it all. All right. So you grew, you grew up in West Africa. Uh, right now you're currently mm-hmm. living in the United States. So how did you uh, get there? And uh, what did you, uh, I mean, you went to school, obviously. So, I mean, how, how was that? How has school factored into what you're doing now? What did you study? Has it been useful to you? Does it really help? Yes, I think I think I think people that tell you that uh you know school is not really all that important or school is overrated uh are really leading people astray. And typically the people you hear say that are people that are educated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I you Very don't really appreciate how much. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, they don't really understand the, no, no no matter how little school uh you know they don't really appreciate how much school has given them because mm-hmm. they have it right they don't know what they don't know what it's like to be 30 year old 30 years old and you can't read mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh or the or, or, or to be at that, that age and you can go and just you know if you have a question especially now, nowadays in the internet and knowing what to search for and find the answers to your own questions. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that if you go, you have to go to school to make money, the two are completely different, right? You can make a lot of money without ever going to school. That's true. But I can I guarantee you, everyone you talk to that's wealthy, mm-hmm. that's not educated, they will tell you they wish <laughs> they wish they were educated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that tells you a lot. Um, and, and this is especially true in Africa because the richest people in Africa are usually the merchants, the people mm-hmm. that didn't go to school. That's true. But they're the ones that, 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 that are most adamant about their kids going to school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they know the disadvantage. They know the value. They know yeah. they'd be much more, yeah, they know they'd be much more successful if they did have 
a framework to to work off of if they could read a contract and understand it if they could you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah so uh, my education i went to i went to engineering school uh i was i've been i've been very lucky to 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 have a very good education my whole life mm-hmm. from the time I was in Africa all the way to here um and not an expensive one but a very good one i mean mm-hmm. i my primary and school and kindergarten and primary school was in a in a in a tin in a tin shack you know like it's literally you know like it a, a tattered um roof uh if you rained it could it would splash into the room and it was three grades in one room so it's wow. not like I went to fancy private schools early on <laughs> wow. um, but eventually I did to go to better schools um and and but but those the first few years were the most foundational years of my uh, of my of my academic career uh, I went to engineering school mm-hmm. in, in in college um uh, at Michigan State University, um, and I went for my undergrad, and I uh, I was lucky enough to get a fellowship to go to uh, my grad my graduate studies in Europe, um, in Germany and France. So, yeah, and 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 I think for me, for me, I think an engineering or scientific education is the absolute best education uh I could have had uh-huh. to prepare me for um for 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 being a first time entrepreneur and I highlight the first time entrepreneur piece because essentially what you're doing is okay you're starting with a this is what I want to accomplish right uh-huh. you started with uh-huh. the end goal in mind uh-huh. and you have to be able to break that down into uh and work backwards all the way to okay this is how much I have how can I start and how do I get from point A to point B mm-hmm. knowing what I know and having what with the limited resources I have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, engineering really prepares you to know how to do that, how to break down problems, how to, you know, if you look at a Boeing, uh, a, a, a space, a, a car even, or mm-hmm. like a, a space, a space bracket or anything, a massive highway system or an underground tunnel or whatever. It's, it's, it seems daunting, right? But, mm-hmm. Yeah, as an engineer, you can you know you you design the screw that holds the wings together in, in that airplane. Mm-hmm. Someone else designs just the one panel, and someone designs the writes the software for for navigate for one piece of the software for navigating it, and so on and so forth. So when you break it down into those little tiny components, like a thousand of them, a hundred thousand of them, or two hundred thousand of them, you know it becomes manageable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you bring it all together, and you have this you know, work or wonder, like, oh, my God, how do people do this? You know, yeah. these people, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So it, it, it demystifies the world, you know? Um, so, you know, long story short, I think education is extremely important. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not only just for the academic knowledge, but also it, it, you make a, you develop a lot of human being in school. It's a very interesting social experiment. In mm-hmm. university, you meet it with people that are not like you, different from you. If you do what they think, it prepares you for the quote-unquote <laughs> real world when you mm-hmm. get out there, especially in business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to ask you this, right? Because uh, talking to you, uh, even the call we had before, I, I realized that you do have this drive and this uh, desire to accomplish and, and do certain, you know, really big things, right? So I want to ask, uh, where where does that come from for you to, 
you know, for you to even have started this this company and say I'm going to build something great, right? Uh, where did that cause for for a lot of people? I mean, you can just sit around all day not knowing what to do with your life, right? So what essentially what I'm yeah. asking, what drives you? Um, so you know, what drives me is not a desire to be big, right, or the bigger desire to be, uh, uh you know super wealthy or anything like that. Uh-huh. What I think the world is a very unfair place, right? And um I I feel that I've been extremely lucky to get to gain, you know, uh the education that I've gotten to uh-huh. to get a chance to, you know, leave West Africa when I did, to come here and get exposed to what to, what 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 Africa could be, for example, right? Uh-huh. And beyond that, if I'm here in the United States and I see the the, the disparities in the world between, you know, black Americans and white Americans or Lat- Latinos and, and white Americans and, uh-huh. and, and men and women and things like that, right? I think all of those things are so fundamentally unfair uh-huh. and, and and they're so they're so easy to fix, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh I really think they are very easy to fix. Um that knowing not only do I think they're easy to fix, I think a lot of them I know how to fix them. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Now I'm not gonna be able to fix them all. Uh-huh. Uh I'm not gonna be able to fix even I don't I, I doubt I'll be you know <laughs> if I live a thousand years I don't think I'll be able to fix them yeah. all. But uh-huh. I know I can fix some of them. And so my goal is to, to fix enough of them. Mm-hmm. For other people to look and say, "Hey, look what he's doing!" Right? We can do that too, right? Mm-hmm. People to see themselves in what I'm doing. Uh, the same mm-hmm. way, I look to, you know, I look to history like, "Hey, you know, uh, I don't know, such an, you know, uh, such and such entrepreneur did this, such mm-hmm. and such entrepreneur did that." These mm-hmm. people, you know, there was a mayor. I'll give you an example. There was a mayor in New York, uh, way back in the days in New York, like in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. It was a f- disgusting city. It's still kind of disgusting, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it, changed, it changed a lot. It was a very, very, very dirty city. When I say that, I'm talking the level of, you know, of, of garbage pileup that you see in a lot of the African cities today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, and people would die of co- cholera all the time. You mm-hmm. hear this in Africa, people still die of cholera all the time when the rainy season, right? Mm-hmm. And if that was a big problem here in New York, and if one mayor comes around and he says, "All right, priority number one is to clean the city," uh-huh. so he gets people together, and they start at the top of the city. He reaches out, he you know gets some boots, some coveralls, you know, and uh, and 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 they clean the city. Uh-huh. They clean the whole city, right? They get rid of all the garbage. A few years later, uh, I think within a decade, right? Uh-huh. Cholera was completely eliminated in the city, right? They never had another. Yeah, like they, it was, it was. It, it's a thing of the past now. Like no one, ever, no one. That that doesn't even cross someone's mind in 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 the U.S. Mm-hmm. or in or in Europe, even, right? Yeah. And there was nothing special about this guy, right? He just had enough and decided to know, do something. That's not about something it. you need special training for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I give you that example because. That's one of the things I'm most passionate about. I think I think the, I think everyone's always talking about the 
the wealth of Africa, the promise of agriculture, the promise of, you know, mining and all these complicated, like, high-tech technologies, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on something like cleaning the damn cities. Yeah, <laughs> something as simple as that. You know? Just clean. Yeah. Like, just think about that. Just cleaning all these cities will make them so much more pleasant, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it'll save so many lives. And so I... I, I those are the types of things that, that, that motivate me, right? So mm-hmm. that I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with juice, but uh, right now, but food, in the food space, but the, the long, you know, the reason why we're doing this is to develop this to a point where we can build, you know, things back home and, and allow, 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 you know, give people jobs, but also allow some of these farmers mm-hmm. to have someone to sell to. At a you know at a uh, at an advantageous price, not not simply so they can sell it to the uh, sell people raw materials and they get exported out of the continent, mm-hmm. and then and then and then those same people that buy from them come to Europe or come to the United States and use that as a marketing tool, claiming that you know you know they're helping you know buy this thing buy this buy this soap or buy this lotion. It's helping some it's African farmer. Yeah. <laughs> if you know some if you some really Photoshop to, pictures. Right. If you really want to help those farmers, why don't you manufacture it there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ten percent of of whatever we sell here will go back to help some for to give water to in Africa or something. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. why don't you just manufacture it? They'll give them jobs so they can uh, make their own water, so they can dig their own water, so they can buy their own water. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So these are these are like and and these are the. That's just one example, and but if you if you go even a little further, like beyond just the Africa, Africa and the rest of the world, you know, you think about the role women have in uh, in uh, in the workplace, right? Why aren't they better represented? Mm-hmm. They're equally smart. Actually, in many cases, I think they're smarter, smarter right? Yeah. Because, they, uh, um, but 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 they don't get paid equally, right? Mm-hmm. They don't they don't get as many opportunities. They get they they get punished for having kids mm-hmm. uh, because. "Quote unquote," that gets in the way of of their work, which it doesn't. There's no proof that it does, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think entrepreneurship. If I start a business, it allows me to fix some of that. It allows mm-hmm. me. If it's my company, I can decide that I can, that I'm going to hire a woman or not, right? If it's mm-hmm. my if it's your my company, I can decide that I'm going to build. It's my choice, right? Mm-hmm. So that's those are all the things that motivate me. It's not, you know, naturally. Uh, I'd want to be compensated for it if I do well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the money, the money is more uh, a consequence of fixing problems, not not the goal of fixing the problems. Uh, there are a lot of easier ways to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a lot of, there are, there are much easier ways to make money than being an entrepreneur. But yeah, it it has to be more than the money. Otherwise, you'd be miserable because it's wow. really hard. Wow. So I, I want to uh, go back a little bit on uh, your your company, right? That you're building right now. Uh, with with this podcast, we're trying to target a lot of people who are basically uh, starting out, right, or who are also figuring mm-hmm. it out and need somebody to look up to. So uh, I, when I like I inform, I I told you I I heard about you through the how I built this podcast. And and they said mm-hmm. that r- right now you guys are making about four hundred thousand a year U.S. dollars, right? I'm not going to ask how to mm-hmm. get to four hundred yet. I want to ask how does somebody get to ten thousand, right? 
maybe 1,000, mm-hmm. 10,000, when you're starting, you have zero, right? How do you get to 10,000? Mm-hmm. Especially I think, for, I think you need to like think you said, it, I think you need to think smaller. Uh-huh. I think, I think, I think your first goal should be to convince one person to give you any amount of money for something mm-hmm. you're making or you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if you're making a product, uh, focus on making it good enough so that one person would be like, you know what? I'll give you money for that. Mm-hmm. Start, start there. Right. Because, you know, selling the difference between selling 10,000, a hundred thousand and, and a million, right. Mm-hmm. Is there are differences between people, but it's just, you just selling that one product or like one thing over and over and over, over and over, and over again, again, right? You yeah. sell it one thing a million times. Mm-hmm. Right now, naturally, when it gets when when it gets bigger, you 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 start having different problems. You start having problems like, okay, how do I make a million things? Right? Mm-hmm. How do I store them? How do I move them from point A to point B? How do I get the inputs to make those things? Mm-hmm. What kind of people do I need to hire? Those problems come down the road. But I think if you're starting out, the first thing, the only thing you should be focused on, if if you're making the product, mm-hmm. is making the product right. Mm-hmm. And what you do with that is you go, you talk to people, mm-hmm. you, you make, you make what you think is, 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 uh, you make what you think people want. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you ask them, <laughs> you'd be very surprised more, more, more often than not, what you think they want is not what they want. Yeah, and, and on right. that point, I had uh, the way they, they told the story on, on the podcast I had was very exciting. Would you share how that process was for you when you started? How did you uh, come to put your, your product together? Yeah, so so this, this, um, this, the product we started out with, oh, ginger, you know, the ginger drink. Mm-hmm. This is something that's widely consumed all over West Africa, right? So... We grew up on this. We drank it as kids. You go to school, you know, you get your little sandwich, you get it, whatever it is, you know, a little snack, whatever it is you have for lunch. Mm-hmm. This is what you drink with it. You know, there are, there are other drinks along the same line, but this is one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally, when we started to make this, and back home we make it, we make it spicy. We make it very spicy, and mm-hmm. people over there tend to like sweeter stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. naturally, when we made it, you know, we made it. I mean, we we lived here long enough to you know that. People don't like the the, the 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 people's palates are changing a little bit. It's going more towards people are eating healthier stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also it depends on where you live. If you live in New York City, and what kind of, who um, people tend to be a lot healthier, or like this, they pretend to be a lot healthier. You know, they look <laughs> healthier products, um, and 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 this and depending on who you're selling to. Starting to like the Latino community or the African American community, they tend to have a sweeter palate, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but before any of that, we said, okay, you know, let's make it. Naturally, when we make it, we make it to our liking, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we like it very spicy. Mm-hmm. So we like it. We made it. We made it very spicy. Uh, and 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 what we would do is we'll make it and we'll put it in these like water jugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just we literally will make it in in in, in my brother's kitchen. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take a water bottle that we use and we'll empty, we'll wash it out and we'll fill it, we'll fill it with that and we'll take it. Um, at the time I used to manage uh, an event space with a bar, a restaurant and all of that. And I would take it there mm-hmm. and, and whenever we, whenever someone came around, 
that that I you know that I hit it off with that you know I'm having a conversation with and I think they'd be open to it. I'll ask them, hey, you know, we had this new product we are uh, we're trying to bring to the bar, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll tell them what the product is—a traditional West African drink, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But we don't know if people, you know, if different. So we don't know if people will like it. Uh-huh, uh, would you uh-huh. mind? Would you would you be open to trying it and seeing what you know and telling us what you think? And the reason for this is we didn't, I, you know, I wouldn't tell them that it's our product, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? This way they'll think, okay, you know, it's for the bar, you know, it's for their bar. I mean, uh-huh. this is where they come. Uh-huh. Uh, so they'll be very honest. So, and uh-huh, they'll give uh-huh. you feedback. They'll tell you, hey, it's too sweet. It's not sweet enough. Too uh-huh. much lemon. I can taste the pineapple. Or it's too, way too spicy. Uh-huh. And you keep doing that, right? And, and, Did and you, you ever get some harsh... Harsh uh, feedback that made you feel like, wow, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Oh yeah, no, no. See, that's the thing. You should never, you should never, never, ever take harsh feedback as being, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just someone's opinion. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 if you're the type of person that your ego is so fragile that if anyone disagrees with you or if anyone tells you you're ugly or your baby is ugly, <laughs> that you're going to lose, that you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Right. You do not be an, do not be an entrepreneur. It's an absolutely, the world is very brutal in mm-hmm. your face. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, no matter what you make, mm-hmm. there'll be people that don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your, your job is to try to figure out, okay, does this person, you know, the feedback they're giving me, are they being harsh mm-hmm. just because they want to be harsh? Are they being, or is there any, 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 any truth to, what they're to the words they're saying? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, now, some people have, are very bad at, you know, giving feedback. They're very mm-hmm. bad at delivering, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can tell me something very, yeah, yeah, you can tell me something very harsh. Mm-hmm. And someone else can tell me the exact same thing in a different way. In a different way, that's right. True. And have it, you know. So, so you have to like, yeah, you, you, you can't let that stop you. How many people did you have to test with for you to feel confident that okay, I think I have, we have something here. I, we we should go ahead and 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 start a business. Yeah. So we didn't have a pre, we didn't have a predetermined number of people. Okay, mm-hmm. that we said, okay, we're gonna we're going to test hundred people or twenty five mm-hmm. people. No, we just we said we're gonna test it until we're we're happy with the product. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a very, you know, when you when when you do something and you do it right, you just know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you know, so you we, we we just kept testing it until we got to a point where. The majority, like the vast majority of people that will drink it, they okay. don't just go like, "Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, this is good." No, if if when we started getting people just saying like, "Oh my God, this is so good," uh-huh. like, you know, when you start getting these out of this world, this is amazing, this is unbelievable, holy uh-huh. shit, what's in this? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? When uh-huh. you start getting those types of reaction, that's when you know you're onto something. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you wanna. You want to wow people, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want, 
because it's it's a very very it's an extremely competitive space out there, right? Yeah. Just having an okay product is not gonna cut it. You'd mm-hmm. be wasting your life. Uh, so yeah, I'd say you know we we did this for months, mm-hmm. and you know on any given day we'll do five, ten, twenty different people. So we did hundreds of hundreds of uh, hundreds of people, mm-hmm. um, and and. You know, you could you could do with a smaller set of people. The mm-hmm. whole point is just keep testing it. Keep testing until it. you know deep down without any bias, mm-hmm. like this is really good, mm-hmm. you know. Um and yeah, that's that's kinda how um that's kinda how we got to the we got past the product development phase. All right. So you you, you mentioned that you started this with your brother, right? Uh what has it right. been just the two of you or did you have to uh, bring one or two other people on board to start you know have a team going and if yes then how useful was that and how did you do that how did you choose who you could you know work on this with uh it was just the two of us for for uh a little over two years wow um Recently, a few months ago, we 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 have we have two other people helping us. I th- listen. People underestimate how much they can get done. Okay, mm-hmm. so they sit there and think about how overwhelming it is, mm-hmm. and they don't they, don't, they never get started. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you if you get up and you write one, if you want to be a writer, and you said, okay, I have an idea for a book. You have the idea worked out. You get up and you, you said, okay, I'm going to just write one page a day every day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the end of the year, you've written a 365 page book. That's I mean, true. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, you know, I'm being overboard here. No one would do that I guess, specifically, but the whole point is, if you did that for two years, mm-hmm. you will definitely have a book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, in in in. What what cripples people, like keeps people from starting a business, is thinking about how they think they think about the end goal and think about how overwhelming that is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they never start, right? Uh, and they, and people overestimate the role of in- intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and and because. You know, when they think about intelligence, the people think intelligence is this thing that people are just born with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's not. It, it really isn't. Uh, intelligence you is something acquire. you acquire. Mm-hmm. It's something you acquire. You know, all intelligence is is just you have a lot of knowledge about mm-hmm. a lot of things, and you have the ability to pull it. To, you have a, you have a, you have a library to pull from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I the way I explain it sometimes is if you think about a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, any computer, uh, if there's no software in it at all, mm-hmm. it's completely useless. Yeah, you turn it on, the screen will be blank, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all born like that. Now, at the beginning, when you're a kid, you know your parents or the people you're around are the ones that start writing writing your software for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, this is how you operate. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And little by little, you know, that computer starts becoming useful. Mm-hmm. Right? It knows how to pick up a cup and set it down. And, and, and it knows how to pour water in a cup without, pour, without spilling it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it knows how to walk without falling down. It knows how to put its pants on and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Now, over time, and, 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 and these early stages, you have no control over that. So which yeah. is why it's so important to, like, 
to have a really good foundation if you're lucky enough to have parents that uh you know build good write good software for you early on uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, you have you have uh-huh. a big, you have a big advantage uh-huh. but uh later on too you can and when you once you're old enough once you know enough uh-huh. you can go acquire yourself then now you can start to write your own software right uh-huh. uh, when you wake up in the morning if you decide i'm gonna pick up the book and read about i read about you know, uh, I read about electrochemistry or how to value your company uh-huh. or, how to, or how to manufacture a plastic cup. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. It's also for you to decide, okay, I'm just going to go play football outside, uh-huh. right? Or not that that's bad, but that's, you know, it's just for your decision. Yeah. Neither is better than the other, right? Or you can just choose to just sit there and do nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so... Um, I think, uh, and you can overcome falling behind early, right? If, mm-hmm. if you might not have had a phenomenal uh, uh, preparation until you're 15 or 16 or 18 or 20 or even 30, mm-hmm. and at some point say, you know what, I'm going to go back and learn the thing that I didn't learn before, right? Mm-hmm. You can go back and delete the software that was there and write new one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's such, a, it's such an amazing thing in that sense. So... And the, the reason I give that, that analogy is to tell you that uh, most people that start businesses, they have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. No That's one true. does. <laughs> Bill, Gates, Bill Gates didn't, didn't, you know, think about your favorite entrepreneur, the person you look at and, oh, my God, this guy's a god, you know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the one mm-hmm. I think of right now that everyone refers to is Elon Musk, yeah. right? There's nothing inherently special about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing. Elon Musk is not this guy that's better than you, whoever you are, you are studying, or like he's smart. He's just, he's been lucky enough to have to been exposed to things uh-huh. that allowed him to learn a lot of things early on, like to have a computer at an early stage that he can start writing, you know, de- uh, developing, to be born in, in, uh, into the type of family that can allow him to be, listen, just being born in America or just being or in Europe, uh-huh. you're already like a 90% advantage over someone else but that doesn't guarantee you anything that's true right mm-hmm. so people see him now see what he's doing with tesla and all of that they don't know the 15 20 years prior to that what the, he was doing the he was learning was in, yeah. 15 20 30 years he was mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. right he was writing the software <laughs> going back to that mm-hmm. so and 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 then he built you know and so now he's in a position where not only does he have the knowledge, uh-huh. you also have the resources to bring it all together. Uh-huh. He didn't start Tesla. Tesla was an electric company that was already existing, that had already made the road the roadster. He came uh-huh. and bought the company. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He started invest by investing and he bought the, a lot of people know this so when he bought the company, but he had the vision and the balls to say, I can do this. I can, I can, I can launch a rocket mm-hmm. that's reusable, right? He had the knowledge, you know, that that's theoretically that's possible. Mm-hmm. So why don't we try, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes people like him special, and anybody's capable of this. Mm-hmm. You that's know, I think, I think, I think it's really important for a yeah, special. Yeah, not nothing is right. I, I tell people if you look at. Uh, um, Europe or America or, or Dubai or any of these places people look at and are in awe of, right? Uh-huh. Like these things didn't grow from the ground like a, like a tree. 
Uh-huh. People did that. People built that. Every rack, every screw, every every last piece of it. Uh-huh. Someone it was it, initially it was an idea in someone's head, uh-huh. right? There's no way all those people are smarter than you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So people don't know what they're doing. Like us in our business right now, we don't know how what we're doing half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we so get, up get up and figure it out. Yeah, get up and figure it out. Yeah. Right. We try sales. We're like, okay, we know that doesn't work. And we go like, okay, who knows how this works? We uh-huh. call that person or we email that person or we write that person, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or we go, we look it up. We uh-huh. read we read about it. Uh-huh. Uh, we go, we try it. If it fails, we come back. We, we say, okay, what did, why didn't it work, right? Uh-huh. And you go, you do it again. You keep doing it until you can no longer do it. Uh-huh. So basically, there is no so, a secret or a set of rules that somebody can follow to just, uh, you know, that just go and, and, and get it done. You have to just try not, out things and learn things. There isn't. There isn't, right? So this is why, this is what, part of what drives me crazy about the world, right? So you have all these, um, you go, you have all these, semi, everywhere you look, there's a seminar, there's a conference, there's this and that about, come learn how to do this, come take uh-huh. this class in two weeks, you know how to do this. Right? It's uh-huh. all bullshit, right? Uh-huh. It's all snakes, all salesmen. Uh-huh. And, and people are such suckers. People are so gullible. People are so afraid of failing, uh-huh. right? You're so afraid of making, being made to look like a... Uh, because people, the ego gets in the way and people, people are afraid of just doing anything wrong. They're uh-huh. afraid of being laughed at, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so they want to go, okay, I'm going to go take this class so that I know how to do it, uh-huh. Right? And then they go to start doing it. They realize, shit, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. I can I can tell you how to ride a bike, uh-huh. right? I can tell you like this is what you do. This is how you do it, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Until I'm blue in the face. When you go, you get on that bike. What's going to happen? You'll fall. Exactly. But you know how to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know, so don't waste any time. Uh, like, you know, go, go, go read about, like, learn the knowledge that you need, uh-huh. you know, not, not too much. Read up, read a lot, read up a lot about people that have done amazing stuff. Uh-huh. And more importantly, before you even do that, just acquire general knowledge. Uh-huh. Just no matter what you're interested in, if it's philosophy, if it's art, if it's whatever, just learn. Uh-huh. Be constantly learning. Right, you'll be amazed that you'll get ideas uh, about business from reading, you know, like <laughs> about architecture from the 12th century or something like that, right? Uh-huh, and you'll uh-huh. get an idea about a business that's completely unrelated. Uh-huh. That's just the way the mind works. Uh-huh. Just learn, 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 and get up in the morning and get some shit done uh-huh. every day, right? And you'll be amazed at like what you end up by doing that. I know the reason why people don't like to hear things like this is it's not it's not a recipe. Uh-huh. It's you, I'm not telling you this is what you do to get here. I'm uh-huh. just telling you just wander around. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I just mean? Just try stuff. Um, yeah, just try stuff. Uh-huh. Whatever you're interested in. <clears throat> don't 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 study engineering because you think engineers make money. Uh-huh. Don't study medicine because you want to be. You know, you want to save lives and think it's respectable. There are, there are ways to save lives that are, that, like, massive amounts of lives that, if, that a physician couldn't, right? They can only save one life at a time, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But if you go and you clean, let's say, you go and you clean the whole city, 
in uh, in, uh, in, 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 in 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 Africa somewhere. You save generations. <laughs> you save generations. You save yeah. thousands of lives. You'll yeah. add. You'll extend. You'll extend life expectancy for millions of people, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So in 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 with just that one act, you can save more lives than a thousand doctors, right? So just do whatever interests you. Just keep learning and keep doing stuff, right? You'll be amazed. You're yeah. working on uh, uh, Jinjin right right now, right? Uh, so uh, right. This, this is an interesting question. You can't uh, work on ten things at once, right? So, but I'm, I'm, I have an inkling that uh, you you have some ideas in your head, just you know, rolling around. You're thinking, if I wasn't doing this, I'll probably do this. Or you've identified a few things. So, if you are not doing this, right, what would you do? For example, in Africa, if you could start uh, something in Africa, what would that be? Or even if you could mention two, two things, <laughs> if I. If I was in Africa, I would start a garbage uh, a waste management company. Waste management. Yeah. If I was in Africa, a waste management company. And let me give you. Let me tell you why. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, the reason I gave you the example of cleaning cities is not out of the blue. It's because it's something I think. I think it's the absolute most important thing. Any city in Africa that is not very clean, which is pretty any country, which is pretty much every sub-Saharan African country except uh-huh. Rwanda, uh-huh. maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, 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 that like that's a problem everywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and here, trying to invest in all of these other things, we mm-hmm. get right, which mm-hmm. is clean cities, water, and power. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, without getting just the basics, right, mm-hmm. is like decorating your house when it's disgustingly filthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here, and from the more economic re, uh, side, uh, the biggest problems in Africa are what lack of electricity, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Lack of you know sanitation, really clean drinking water and things like that. Uh-huh. Now and and so you have people going around investing money in uh, in, in in like expensive solar technologies. Uh, you know, and and I'm a huge fan of solar. Like that's what I went to school for, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not saying not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think. I think. I think if we order the prior our priorities, mm-hmm. uh, it shouldn't like some of those things shouldn't be at the top. Uh, with the waste, you can recycle all the waste, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waste, coll- uh, collecting the waste, sorting the waste, uh, creates tons of jobs, mm-hmm. right? And we need jobs more than we need anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need jobs more than we need education on, on, in Africa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 so you can you can recycle the plastic, you can mm-hmm. recycle the paper, you can you can start industries make to make products out of the plastics and the paper mm-hmm. and the metals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all the organic waste, all the organic waste. You can you can you can compost it. You can use it to like you can use it to replace our synthetic fertilizers that are mm-hmm, usually imported mm-hmm. from other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So all that money that normally would be spent on on buying fertilizers made elsewhere. So all that foreign currency that's leaving the continent mm-hmm. will stay on the continent, and it'll help it'll help increase food productivity. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. You can also take that same organic waste. You can cut, you know, you know, and you can um, convert it into into gas uh-huh. and produce electricity. So from that, from just 
from that one starting point, you can start a plastics industry, you can start a paper industry, you can create, you can, you can create, you can, um, there's enough garbage there in, in Africa <laughs> to produce, to produce about 20, all, to about 20% of the total energy that's consumed in Africa now. Think about that. Wow. Okay. All electricity in Africa. There's enough garbage, right? Uh-huh. Your, the, the, the leftover from your, you know, the, the bone from, from, the, from, from the fish you just ate. Uh-huh. The, 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 you know, the peel of the, of the, of the orange or the, or the banana you just ate. There's enough stuff like that to produce about 20% of the electricity that's consumed in, in Africa. Uh-huh. Now, if you were to put that in terms of people perspective, essentially you can, just by doing that, you can produce enough electricity for an extra 200 to 300 million people. That's huge. You see where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. And this is not something that requires much. You know, it's like, it's already there. It's like, it's like mining. It's more valuable than having uh, bauxite. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or petroleum because you don't have to dig it out. It's not yeah, really sitting yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sitting there. It's making people sick. It's it's smelly. Mm-hmm. It's making the air. You know, it's making the place unlivable. Mm-hmm. So you'll be fixing like five, ten, five problems at once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I was in Africa, that's what I'd be doing. Wow. All right. Second last question. What do you have an efficiency hack? What what is there something you do or a gadget you have or something you use that makes you more efficient? Um, helps. Are you talking technologies or just systems? Any anything? Something you use? Maybe a technology or a system or a routine you have that makes you more efficient? Helps you get more done, get more results. Um. Don't don't bite off more than you can chew, and you, and what I mean by that is now is, is okay. Stay focused, right? Mm-hmm. So don't try to do ten t- ten different things every day, mm-hmm. right? Pick pick two things, and say I'm going to do this every day. So let's mm-hmm. say for example, like like if you if you already started your business, or if you um make two two or three things you like, okay, I need to do this every day for this business for it to run, mm-hmm, all right? Mm-hmm. Or if you haven't started, say, okay, I, if, this is what I need to do to get the business started. Mm-hmm. Or if in school, if in school, this is what I need to do to get, to, to, to get good grades, right? Mm-hmm. And do like two or three items and make sure you do them every single day, mm-hmm. right? Every single day, rain or shine, mm-hmm. no matter what, you know? Uh, if you get invited to a party and that's going to get in the way of doing it, mm-hmm. don't go to the party, right? Uh, and, 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 and this is very, this is very, very hard to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're not prepared to do things like this, you're not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple, right? It's, it's, that's the bit it, about you need sacrifice. To be con- yeah, you need to be, there's some level of sacrifice and you need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be very good. You just need to be consistent. Because mm-hmm. if you're consistent, you will be very good. Mm-hmm. You know, like consistent. Think. Um, I'll give you one, one, of the, one last analogy on this. Like, think about, you know, because in Africa, soccer is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Or any part, of the, any part of the world, right? Outside of America, mm-hmm. soccer is huge. Mm-hmm. So I'll give this analogy, and I think most people will be able to, 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 to see it. Think about the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
and you and you think and you look at it in any sport really but um but if you look at it whenever you you you, you start looking into them ronaldo or pele or whatever mm-hmm. you'll see a picture of them when they're a little kid right yeah like they usually started playing when they're really young when they're really young yeah yeah now it's not it's not because they're young but it's because since they're really young they played all the time almost every single day mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you always hear about Ronaldo practices so many times, so many hours every day, no matter what, or, 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 or you know, and, and, and it goes on, right? It's not because, and what do you end up with? You end up with this person that is so good mm-hmm. that, he, that for, 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 for someone that's not at that level, they think it's godly almost. Like, yeah. Right? This guy don't believe <laughs> He's lucky. <laughs> they, just, they just practice every day. That's yeah. literally the only secret. It's get up and practice every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally... So if you want to be a software developer, mm-hmm. get up and learn a little bit about code every day. You mm-hmm. know, if you want to be a writer, get up and write every day. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you want to be an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to be, if, you, if it's a service, if it's a product, mm-hmm. get up and work on it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you will, you will fail. Sometimes you'll go a week where mm-hmm. you're not having a bad week. You don't, you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But the point being is, like, make that the thing that you consistently come back to. You know, mm-hmm. I have, I have, sometimes I have two weeks, three weeks where I'm really unproductive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I don't go and go, oh man, I like, don't beat yourself up. You will fail. Mm-hmm. You will fail at, at, at being consistent, mm-hmm. but just come back. Keep at it. Keep at it. Keep mm-hmm. at it. Really mm-hmm. like that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Keep learning. Keep doing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. So again, back to Jinjan. For uh, okay. those that are going to be listening and can get their hands on it, how does somebody get their hands on Jinjan? Well, if you're um, if you're in the United States or Canada, mm-hmm. you can actually order from our. You can go to our website and uh, we'll ship it to you. It's mm-hmm. uh, the website is drinkjinjan.com. That's mm-hmm. uh, D R I N K G I N J A N dot com. But down the line, you know, our goal is to have this in every corner of the planet. So if it's not, if you don't live outside, if you don't live in the US or Canada, so that's a very, very small percentage of the overall world population we will be coming to you soon enough so we're having you know, go, to, go to the website we're having world cup why aren't you guys here <laughs> in, 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 in you know like I, it's funny because my brother and i were talking about that recently we're like dude we should like make a shit of the ginger and then go to the world cup <laughs> i mean uh, but no we we have our hands full right now but no the plan we really do plan on being um everywhere so hopefully we'll be able to start manufacturing this in africa and shipping mm-hmm. it all away in all, all, all every corner of the planet wow wow so somebody can order from uh the website and you do you have it in some stores some big box stores yeah and- so in in the new york city area um so we we have it in about 100 locations including whole foods mm-hmm. um you know um King supermarkets in New Jersey and a lot of natural food markets. Uh-huh. Um, but in terms of physical stores, right now we're we're just in uh, in the New York City uh, and surrounding areas. But you know we'll be expanding it nationwide in the U.S. in uh, in due time uh-huh. and uh, and beyond. Wow, wow, that's cool. Is there is yeah. there a plan for uh, a, a a brick and mortar 
you know, with, with a whole line of ginger products in, in the near future as well? <laughs> uh, there is. There is. Wow. There's a... Uh, How did I guess yeah, that? There is. There are plans for, for, for a ginger cafe, for like a, an immersive African cafe, uh, like African-inspired cafe with the decor and everything for that, you know. Have you seen Black Panther? Yeah. So, right, right? So yeah. think about... Think about think about a, a a coffee shop that would be located in Wakanda, right? <laughs> like what that would look like. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. So that's the, so 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 that's in the plan. Wow. Well, Picked on products, ginger, not just ginger. You know, like coffees from all over Africa that are roasted in Africa, packaged in Africa, mm-hmm. right? Not just mm-hmm. buying the beans and bringing them here. Chocolate that's made there. Uh-huh. Uh, like you know, cocoa in Ivory Coast and Ghana that's you know processed there, turning uh-huh. the chocolate balls, packaging, uh-huh. creating jobs there, uh-huh. so that we don't have to, so that we don't have to sell it and send some of the profits to help dig wells, right? Uh-huh. So that people will have jobs and money, so that uh-huh. they can fix their own problems, uh-huh. right? Uh, that's so that and and we'll do that. We'll travel all over the continent, get people that are growing amazing products. Uh, helping them establish, you know, set up, set up the the, the the production facilities to help them package it, and uh, so we'll brand it and uh, and bring it and sell it in our cafes. Wow. Well, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. good. So before we sign off, last question: If you had a billboard, I say this, I usually say last question ten times, but this is the last. If you had a billboard, <laughs> okay. right? If you had a huge billboard and you could write anything you wanted on it, what would you write? Or if you have, you know, somebody write something for you, I mean, what would you put on that billboard? Uh, be nice. Be I'm nice. serious. <laughs> <laughs> be nice or be, or be kind or something like that. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, listen, um, I mean, why are we doing all this, right? I mean, if you, if you build a business and you make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you have to like, you have to, you know, you have to hurt a lot of people to get there. Mm-hmm. What's the whole point? What's the whole point of it, right? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. at the end of the day, everyone, no matter where they're from, what culture, what language, when you're nice to them, uh-huh. they're recognizing, and everyone responds well to that. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. so you'll get you'll get you'll get much further in business in life, I uh-huh. think, uh, by being nice to people uh-huh. than than by not than than by not. So be nice. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very Thanks. much. This was, this, this was really awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Really-